Welcome to this week's edition of the Sports Block Podcast. Nathan Stacken here alongside my good friend and co-host, the sports director at KRN Radio in Mitchell, South Dakota, none other than Travis Krenz. Travis, how are we doing? We're doing good. Good. Uh, we got some thunderstorms on Monday. It rained a lot on Mother's Day. It's supposed to be hot, like almost 90 on Thursday. I am not ready for that. What uh, What's the temperature going to look like in your neck of the woods there in Mitchell this week? Yeah, too soon, 75 day and tomorrow, 87 by Wednesday and Thursday. Yuck. So yeah, and back down to 70 for the weekend. So a little you know, hot and humid Wednesday and Thursday. So, yeah, that's too, too, too hot, too humid, too early. I imagine that's going to make pickleball a little uncomfortable to play. Yes. We have a, a Mitchell High School award ceremony to go to. So no pickleball for Wednesday. Ah, okay. For us. All right. So well, you you, we will, you maybe dodged a, a bullet there. Yes. Which is which is good. Uh, and yeah, hopefully that these cooler temperatures, um, that they actually happen and they because uh, yeah, almost ninety at this point too too early. The last year, it was almost ninety for Easter, and that was early April. I think a final four weekend, if I recall correctly. And then, of course, it, it, there was a prolonged drought for much of the summer. So hopefully that is not the case this year, that we get keep getting those timely rains when, when they are necessary. We got a half inch this weekend. We got an inch and a half last weekend. So, yeah, we've gotten uh, plenty of rain here lately, which is good. Yes, it is. Um, other item of note here before we get into the heart of the sports talk and whatnot uh, last week, we did mention that our good friend uh, from the Mitchell Daily Republic, Marcus Traxler, you've heard him many times uh, over the years on the radio and on this podcast, that his dad, Doug, unfortunately passed away unexpectedly, and you went to the um, to the visitation last week. Yes. How did that go? How's Marcus holding up? Because I think a lot of people are wondering and, and hoping he's doing okay. Yeah, there was a lot of people there. It was from 4 to 7. We got there a little after 4 o'clock. So, oh, yeah, it looked like yeah, a lot of people there early. So, yeah, it looked like uh, a lot of people uh, liked the Doug, his dad. He was, he was a good guy. So, yeah, we stayed for a few minutes. Didn't stay very long, but uh, probably uh, talk to Marcus sometime next week. Probably get back to Mitchell sometime next week or maybe this weekend, I would assume. So, as we said last week, yeah, unfortunate deal, but. Yeah, it makes you feel good that, you know, many people like that, you mm-hmm. know, thought enough of him to come out. So it was yeah. uh, always a, uh, it was a good, good ceremony. Good, good. And yeah, uh, we were keeping Marcus in our thoughts and prayers. And yeah, whenever he's ready to come back on or, you know, kind of get back into, uh, into to reality or life again, I, I mean, he's always welcome to come on the podcast. So we won't uh, push it. We'll give him his time and his space. But uh, we're, we're continuing to think of him and his family. Uh, again, just a, a tragic situation here all the way around. There's really no other way to put it. So. Um, Think of him, so we'll, we'll we'll have to wait with more with his Stanley Cup final pick here later on. We'll, we'll maybe talk some NHL playoffs as we uh, get to it here. But uh, what's the biggest story to you going on right now in the sports world? Uh, would it be the eighty to one shot that yeah. uh, the, won the Kentucky Derby on Saturday in historic fashion and just an incredible? Um, Race? Would it be you know the the Twins, the, the basketball playoffs? The the Vikings have a Monday night football game early in the season that was announced on Monday. So that's I mean the NFL schedule release is coming out this week, Krenz, and you know me, I love this day. I love seeing when the Vikings play. I love seeing the Monday night football games. Who you know the Sunday night football games. It sounds like the Bengals are going to get a lot of prime time action this year. So I'm I'm gonna try and put together my schedule here, but the Vikings and Eagles play Monday Night Football Week Two. Lots going on here. So what what do you want to tackle first? Vikings will be at Washington, Philadelphia, New Orleans, Chicago, Detroit, Green Bay, and Miami. Thank you, thank you. Yes, uh, and they technically host Dallas, New York, New England, the Jets. <laughs> they'll be at the Bills. They'll play the Colts. They'll play Arizona. Technically, that game with New Orleans is in London. Week four, nine. Be in London. Road game in London at New Orleans slash London. So I, I guess they don't get. 
I guess across the Saints a home game. Did we, that. I can't remember. <laughs> I can't remember last week. I don't think this was it announced. No, it, it hadn't been announced uh, when we did the podcast. So, um, no. we have week four against the Saints. Now, I'm I'm curious with it. Honestly, I think it's a huge win for the Vikings that you don't have to go down to the Superdome here. And it, yes, it's a it's a home game for the Saints, so it doesn't co- cost the Vikings anything. They don't have to play in that atmosphere. Yes, you have to travel overseas, but there are a lot of Vikings fans in Europe, so uh, that will I think be of benefit to the Vikings. There, it's early in the season. Uh, I think they avoid one here. I'm curious though if they're going to take their bye week five or not. That's real. That's awfully early. I would, uh, you'd almost have to. Yeah. Well, they they can decide if they want it later in the season, and that's what I'm hoping is that they take a later bye. I would take the bye then. You're at Philadelphia on a Monday night, so already have a short week. You'd assume you'd assume you'll be at home week one and week three. Or yep. they send you on the road three of the first four weeks. Um, yeah, that's not good. So, who knows? I'm, I'm kind of developing the schedule here. I don't have all like the prime time games figured out and and whatnot. Uh, but if I had to venture a guess, I would say that the Vikings are going to get one Monday night game. A Sunday night game. I think that Sunday night game is going to be against Buffalo. If I had to venture a guess, that's what it's going to be. Because you have Stephon Diggs against his former team. Buffalo, of course, really good. You have Dalvin Cook against James Cook, you know, the brothers. So I think that would be a, a matchup poised for Sunday night football. I thought maybe Washington would be a Monday night game. I don't see that happening now if they're putting Philadelphia on there. Unless they give the Vikings two Monday night games, which I, I'm okay with. So I would say... One or two Monday nights, a Sunday night, and a Thursday night. Ah, uh, sure. Uh, yeah, give me all the, Thursday against give me all the games. Uh, what do I like? New games? Yes. You like your new um, games? I like the or, 3 o'clock. Uh, whatever. Yeah. I like the 3 o'clock. I bet they get at least one 3 o'clock game. I would hope that's the case anyway, because the NFC slate is so weak this year um, with all the good teams. In the AFC, I'm very curious to see how or like what matchup CBS gets for the late window. How many times the Chiefs are in there? The Bengals. I would think you. I mean, you'd have to put the entire AFC West if it's not in prime time. You have to put it in the late window just because it's going to be so damn competitive. Yeah, yeah. Well, the NFC is pretty bad. AFC has a lot of good teams. So I am curious. I I look forward to Thursday with the NFL schedule release. And uh, we'll see what happens there. Um, but we know for sure that the Vikings are playing Week 2 at Philadelphia. Monday Night Football. It's a d- Monday Night Doubleheader, which is odd. You know, Normally they do that during Week 1 of the regular season. Yeah, it's not even a doubleheader because the game starts like at halftime of the first game. The second yeah. game will be going on. Yeah, the first game is going to be Buffalo hosting Tennessee. That's going to be at 6.15 p.m. Central Time on ESPN. The Vikings-Eagles game will be at 7.30 p.m. Central Time on ABC. Joe Buck and Troy Aikman will be calling that game, more than likely, because you would think they would have to. Uh, so I, I think maybe ABC or ESPN is doing this a couple of times throughout the year. Um but yeah, it's, it's going to be interesting, to say the least. So we know the Week 2 game. We know the Week 4 game. Again, that's the, the trip to London to face the Saints. So you're going to have at least a couple of games early on in the season that won't be at noon for the Vikings. The NFL does this thing. You know, Super Bowl's pushed back. Draft, end of the month, and the schedule thing. Instead of just having one day, it's a whole week of... Well, it's a game or two every single day, so they stay in the news and people talk about them every like, for for just weeks now. Yeah, happened a couple weeks ago, and then I oh, want well, these European games in Germany and Mexico and London, and then well, oh yeah, Monday night game week two, we have two of them, and then all week long we'll just have you know this will be a big game here, this will be a big game there, and then whenever the hell they do it Thursday, they'll announce the rest of them and yep. Just yeah, we're in the almost in the middle of May, and people still talk about football. I'm like, fuck. 
I'm done talking about football after the schedule gets released for a while because really, there's not. I don't care about the mini camps and stuff, and not until training camp. I will say this: I think if they're gonna, well, then that happens. And we're only two and a half months away from that. I know. I know. Okay. Well, then once once July gets here, July into July, it's like, oh, here's here's all the training camp stuff. That's like literally like two and a half months away. Mm-hmm. So it's like there's no off season. No, there is not. Um, so I think they'll be announcing the Thanksgiving Day games and the Christmas Day games. I think those are the, the games that will be coming out before the entire schedule is released on Thursday at 8 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Central Time on ESPN2 and the NFL Network, though uh, the, the schedules will be leaked throughout the day. You will find it throughout. Like You just, you, you just know it's going to happen. So that's that. Uh, big upset in Louisville over the weekend with an 80 to one long shot. Rich Strike. It's not a guy. It's a horse, and this horse won the Kentucky Derby. Uh, coming from behind, he was way behind, and he pulled off. You know, uh, he beat. Uh, he got past Epicenter and Zandon, the horse from Minnesota that I uh, was intrigued by. This was a remarkable race by Rich Strike to get that win there. Uh, it, I saw a picture of a, a shirt they had, like, the post, like, race post. There's, like, it's post day, it's race day, and they had all the horses listed on the post. Rich Strike wasn't even on there. So, whoops, that's a mistake. Uh, I mean, I'm not going to go in and say this is, like, the biggest upset uh, in throughout all of sports, but certainly, and I'm, I'm no historian when it comes to uh, horse racing and and. Uh, betting and whatnot, but this seems to be like one of the largest upsets in Kentucky Derby history. Yeah, like the second biggest ever. I didn't even watch it. I usually watch it. I didn't. I barely knew it was on. It was like Saturday morning. I, oh yeah, Kentucky Derby's on this week. Oh, I don't care. So yeah, somebody that nobody's ever heard of won. Somebody that shouldn't even be been in the race won. That's something different. So usually it's a, it's a favorite of some sort. So. We'll see how he does in the in the next one. I can't imagine. I think the next one's the Preakness, and then the Belmont uh-huh. follows. I can't imagine he's going to win the Preakness. I just don't. But we'll see. Epicenter place, that's second place. Uh, and then Zandon showed for third. So uh, there's that. Apparently some... Uh, uh, better placed a $1 bet on a Super Factor getting the, the four horses in order and won a $321,000. Some uh, better in uh, Minnesota. A yeah. $1 bet. Uh, I think it was like a $1 bet. It was a very minimum bet. Got $300,000. Yeah. Something like that. It was a crazy, crazy amount. That's good. So Good investing. Good investing. Yeah, yeah. Good investing. Now what this guy should do is never bet on sports again. Yeah, yeah exactly right. Yeah, that's, never. yeah, you're never going to get something like that. He probably has bet like the 16 to 1s to win all the time in March uh-huh. Madness. And he finally got that one with UMBC. And now he's like, yeah, let's go with all these long shots here moving forward. And, you know, eventually, it, eventually it, it strikes. Eventually it works. So the Preakness coming up here in a couple weeks. But this is, a, again, rather amazing that an 80 to 1 long shot, Rich Strike, wins the Kentucky Derby, and the call is so good too. I don't know if you've seen it, but like the, the guy who does the 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 call for the Kentucky Derby year in and year out, he's so good at what he does. I believe you. So there's that. Uh, where where do we go to next? Basketball playoffs? Does that sound good? Yeah, there's like nothing going on. Like the I don't again these basketball playoffs. There's nothing there. The like all right. It's win, win some games at home, then we go to the other place, and they win a couple home games. It's like, sure. Throughout the NHL playoffs and the NBA playoffs, the NHL is in their first round, the, the NBA is in their second round, but almost every series is 2-2 except for one in uh, in the NHL. The, the Avalanche have a 3-0 lead on the Predators, and I guess the, the Capitals have a 2-1 lead on the Panthers right now as we're recording this podcast. Uh, we'll see if the Panthers can even it up. But otherwise, every other series is, I think, locked at, at two apiece. Then you and have... And then, with the hockey, six of the eight series were at one one. Yeah. It's... And it's just like, and then they're all at 2-2. Yep. Yeah, it's like you win a game, I win a game, home ice doesn't matter. 
No. I'll win a game. You'll win a game. It's like, yeah, yeah. It's like, I don't know. It, it doesn't make any sense. And then in the NBA, you have all you have all three series. I guess uh, uh, as we're recording this, Boston and Milwaukee are haven't played game four yet. Golden State and Memphis haven't had won game four. But Dallas and Phoenix are two two. Miami and Philly are tied two two. And the home team has won every game in that series. Uh, the chance that Boston beats Milwaukee, sure. It uh, doesn't seem like Golden State's going to uh, squander Game 4 against Memphis because the uh, John Morant's not going to play for the Grizzlies. He, you know what? They're talking about Jordan Poole grabbing his knee. It That was not a grab and twist or anything like it at all by Poole. They're talking about a Cody barely grazed it. Uh if you look at the replay, so I don't, Memphis is bitching about it, but they can shut the hell up as far as I'm concerned. Um, I think Gold State goes up 3-1, but there's a real good chance you see 2-2 in three of the four. It, it, so it's across the NBA and NHL playoffs, we're seeing very evenly matched uh, series and play go on, and that's rather stunning. With the NBA, like, there's no dominant team. There's the Suns. You know, there's... Yeah, it just doesn't do anything for me. It just doesn't. Suns have underperformed. Golden State looks like the best team. Golden State should probably win this thing. Mm-hmm. And they got the Celtics and the Bucks. I think are the two best in the East. So, yeah, it's just. Yeah, it just, it just it doesn't do anything for me at all. Did you see the replay of the John Morant injury? No. Like, do you think that there was intent? It certainly didn't look like no. it to me. No, I didn't see anything. I saw Luka Doncic get like thrown down in the first couple minutes of a game, and nothing happened. Yeah, he, he got like a technical. Yeah, and like Jay Crowder just threw him down, <laughs> and he was mad, which he should have been because nothing happened. And he gets a technical, so whatever. Um, Officiating's been terrible in these playoffs. Like it's, <laughs> it's just reached a whole level of ineptitude, both in the NHL and the NBA. Like baseball, you can have the uh, you need to do something about it. With the other other sports, you really can't do anything about basketball. Mm-hmm. Basketball is just so wishy washy. So, yeah. Nikola Jokic is the MVP again, second year in a row. And that's the right call, right? He was the he should have been the favorite. I know people were talking about Joel Embiid, but Jokic was the best player all year. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, there we are. Embiid and Giannis, but I mean, just look at what he did. Like, if this was somebody else, like, they'd be calling this the greatest season ever. Mm-hmm. But uh, they're not, whatever, it's 27, 14, and 8 almost. It's, I mean, a near triple-double. So, yeah, I mean, it's, I mean, nobody's done that. Already averaged 2,000 points, 1,000 uh, rebounds, 500 assists. Nobody's ever done that. So, yeah, I mean, if, you know. Shaq or you know LeBron or somebody else does this, they'd be like, "Oh my God, this is a no-brainer." But because it's who it is, he still won the MVP. But it's kind of like, yeah, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they lose in the first round of the playoffs, and you know, but um, yeah, he unbelievable. It's no, nobody's put up a season like that. So in in, in modern history. So. Yep, and he. And he's, yeah, he, Jokic is, is the real deal. Too bad he plays in Denver. But, I mean, that Denver team should be better. I know they didn't have I mean, Jamal Murray this yeah, year. Yeah, a lot of injuries. Jamal Murray was out. Yep. Michael Porter Jr. out. So, could have been better, but. Yeah. But, you know, you're not going to compete with Golden State, Phoenix. By they next had their chance a year or two ago. They got to the, what? They got the conference finals. And that's about as probably good as they're going to get. Mm-hmm. By next week, we'll know the conference finals. I'm going to say it's Warriors, Suns in the West, and I'm going to say it's Bucks, Heat in the East. Though I don't really, ah, oh shit. I'll say Bucks, 76ers. I, well, Bucks, Heat, 76ers. I mean, it's all it's all crap. But I mean, yeah, yeah. I hope yeah. Bucks are Bucks are Boston. Whoever wins that, I hope wins the next. Because Miami and Philadelphia, I don't care about either of those two. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely, I don't. I, I agree wholeheartedly there. 
Uh, we'll, we'll touch base here on the NHL here in a moment, but let's go to the Diamond, shall we? Sure. Uh, lots, of, lots going on. Congratulations to the Cincinnati Reds for taking two out of three games in their series with the Pittsburgh Pirates. They've won a series for the first time, right? It was only it was a three-game series, yep. And uh, so they they won a series for the first time all year. Uh they're on, you know, two and one in their last three games. That's huge. They're five and twenty-three. So, uh, I, I mentioned last week. You look at the schedule. Once they got by the Brewers, there are opportunities for wins to come along there, and maybe the Reds now are starting to to turn things around. Congratulations to them. Five and twenty-three. Yes. You know, hundred games, hundred five, somewhere around there. They're gonna lose a lot of. And the, the Cubs are terrible. I mean, at least the NL Central is very uh, – there are opportunities for wins because the Cubs stink, the Pirates aren't very good, the Cardinals are so-so, and the Brewers are eh, – they're, they're easily the best team in this division. Yes, yes, they are. So, yeah, you got the Brewers, they maybe get one wild card. Maybe St. Louis, they'll compete for a wild card. So, yeah, the rest of the division pretty bad. What a win by the Mets last week, uh, scoring seven runs in the bot or in the top of the ninth to come back and beat the Phillies. Uh, the Mets continue to impress. The Marlins had a bit of a rough week, losing a lot of one-run games to all three games in their series to the Diamondbacks, that also involved a situation with Madison Bumgarner. But uh, uh, the Marlins lose all three games there, and then they lose two or three to the. To the Padres or two or three or four at I, whatever their series was, it was, it was still a lot of close games. But the Marlins just couldn't pull it out, so uh, they're falling back to earth a little bit. But the Mets seem to be poised to run away with the NL East. First team to twenty wins, they got a six-game lead. Nobody else in that division at five hundred. Yeah, Phillies have been bad. Bruins have been okay. Braves, they don't care. So yeah, this. Um, I look at all the other divisions, I can see two teams coming out of every division, except this one right here. The NL West looking really good right now. The The, the Dodgers are uh, game and a half up on the Padres. Uh, the Rockies still are doing good. Like Even the Diamondbacks, very surprising that they're 15 and 14. So, the, uh, yeah, this seems to be a very competitive division. We don't know when the Rockies and the Diamondbacks will taper off, but maybe they won't. Uh, but certainly, oh, they will. They will. okay. But uh, this appears to be a two-horse race. We'll see what San Francisco can do, but maybe a two-horse race between the Dodgers and the Padres. Giants, I put the Giants up there too. I think they all get in. Okay. Uh, on the AL side, the in the West, the Angels lead by a half game on the Astros. The Mariners have fallen off quite a bit here oh, yes, lately. Mariners. The A's are absolutely awful. Uh, so we'll see if Seattle can turn it around. And I, I don't know, can the Angels keep this up or the Astros eventually overtake them and, and pull away in this division? Um, you know, I don't like the Angels at all. They're having a good start, good year. Uh, but Boston, Boston's done. They're 10 and 19, finished Boston. Ah, so yeah. that, you know, you take a team that everybody had in the playoffs and now you have, uh, you know, you got the Angels in a mix, so. Yeah, I mean, with six playoff teams, you're going to have a lot of teams be in there yep. as we get towards the end of the season. So, uh, yeah, just, Angels, a uh, good start for them. I was just about a lot to of get, runs, a lot of runs. Yes, yes. I was just about to get to the AL East where the, the, the Blue Jays have hit some hard times. Like, you can't lose as many games as they did to the Guardians and they lose two or three to the Yankees at home. That's not good, but Boston has fallen off. Uh, the rails in a hurry. The Orioles came back to split their series with the the Twins. I don't know if that speaks ill of the Twins losing those two games the way they did. Dylan Bundy certainly coming back down to earth. We'll get to him in a second. But the Blue Jays, uh, not great. The Rays went out west and took care of business against the A's and the and the Mariners. The Yankees continue to lead uh, this division, but I would say you look at who they've played and you know they they've. They're even with Toronto, but that's been about it thus far. So, I, like, is Toronto? I, I, obviously, no time to panic for Toronto, but I've, I'm just a little surprised that they aren't playing a little better, uh, given the the roster that they have. Well, they would be your sixth seed right now. They'd be your last team in. So um, they lost 
couple of one-run games. They lost four to three to Cleveland. They lost six to five to Cleveland. They uh, lost three to two to the Yankees. Where they lost eight to seven to Houston. Two to one to Boston. So a lot of their losses are by one run. So um, yeah, I still like the Blue Jays. So. I do too. I just wish they were playing a little more consistent right now. This is too good of a team to to lose, like I said, to the likes of the Guardians. Uh, I, think Cleveland, I think Cleveland will be in that mix, and Chicago's been a lot better. So yep. I think Cleveland will be like that maybe first or second team out of the playoffs, and Cleveland might be they might be an 80-win team. How is there a reason why Boston is so bad? Was last year like an aber- uh, an aberration of sorts? Because they seem to be really down in the dumps. Uh, their bullpen is very bad. Yeah, they uh, their their bullpen not good. So, and they uh, they can't score. They uh, played the White Sox and they scored five runs in the three games. Yep, that's not nearly enough. So, yeah, I'm mean, there. Just not not playing well right now. Can't score, and when they do have a lead, their bullpen gives it up. So yeah, in the back, yeah, they're just not great. A lot a lot of guys on that team, but not uh, yeah, bullpen bad, offense not doing it. In the battle of the Sox over the weekend, the White Sox did sweep Boston, so maybe Chicago is back on track here now in the AL Central. The they do trail them the AL Central leading Minnesota Twins by three games. The, you know, the Guardians are three and a half back. The Royals and Tigers distant third and fourth as of now. Twins get a split in Baltimore. Probably should have won that series, but okay, that's fine. Then they go ahead and sweep the A's. But they, just when you think the offense is ready to pick things up, they seem to fall back down to earth a little bit. Now, I know Luis Ariza, uh, you know, tested positive for COVID. Manager Rocco Baldelli did as well. So, I don't know if that has something to do with it. Uh, Royce Lewis made his, uh, he got called up and he got his first major league hit over the weekend. So, that's good. So, but the inconsistency with this team, I think it has to be very frustrating because we thought maybe they had turned the corner after the weekend in Tampa last week, and now it's like, uh, what's going on here? Yeah, offense has not been good, but they sweep Oakland, and the pitching has been excellent. They've got the best pitching staff in the American League at the moment, so that helps a lot. Uh, Buxton got hurt again. He should be fine to play Tuesday against Houston. Correa uh, got good news on his thumb or finger injury. They thought maybe it'd be fractured, so that yes. was good news, right? So maybe he'll be back this weekend against Cleveland. But yeah, lucky that he's not out for a month, six weeks with a broken finger. So that was fortunate. But yeah, your two your two big stars are out, and um, yeah, Oakland's not very good. So the, the pitching has been an A plus. So uh, Dylan Bundy, we can move on from him anytime. Um. You throw him out there, a couple more starts like he's had, and then there's no reason to keep him. You know, you, you sign him in the offseason for some depth, and now depth is not an issue. You have plenty of pitchers. You have a six-man rotation. You don't need any more guys. And if he's going to do what he's done the last couple starts, I mean, he throws under 90 miles per hour. There's no reason to to keep him around. There's, there's no spot for him. So hopefully they don't... Uh, Mess around with him all that much. Uh, the the pitching though has, as we've been saying, been very good all year yes. long. And you know you have to look at you know uh, you know in terms of who's going to get in and get the saves. Like is Duran going to be the 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 eventual closer for this team right now? Pagan leads in saves with four, but like. You got to think. I, I mean, I just see this guy throwing flamethrowers, and he, I mean, he's been really, really good so far this year. What's uh, he's got uh, a three point six eight ERA, Duran? That is, um, uh-huh. which I mean, it still good. You're looking at some of these other guys. Pagan has a two point oh eight ERA, which I guess is obviously better. But I just look at the flamethrower, and I would think eventually you would make Duran the 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 closer. Yeah, you would think so. He had a save the other day. It was a two-aim save. That is good. 
A lot of his appearances have been two-inning appearances. He has 24 strikeouts and 14 innings, which is excellent. You, I mean, I would use he's a starter. He's never done this before, The being a reliever. So use him for six outs. Be eighth inning, ninth inning. Make him your closer. Once you get to the eighth, he's your guy, and you're right until the end. Uh, Emilio Pagan. I do not like Emilio Pagan. He has had numerous save opportunities that he has converted. He's been very lucky to convert those save opportunities. We saw a lot of blown saves early last year. Uh, with him out there, instead of being 18 and 11, this team could very easily be uh, like 15 and 14 because of this shithead. <laughs> so why they continue to put him out there, fuck if I know. Uh, every time they put him out there, it's a fucking struggle to get through the ninth inning. Mm-hmm. Doesn't throw strikes. You know, guys will get on base. Well, that's why yeah, they uh, need to get Duran in eventually, right? I would, I would hope so. So you give him the ninth inning. Uh, save against the White Sox the other day. Like a 35-pitch save. One inning, three outs, 35 pitches. And the umpires bail. bail. It seems like the umpire always bails him out on a couple calls that shouldn't go his way, but they do. And he had one against Oakland the other day, and just getting one against Baltimore. Just every time they put him out there, and one of these times he's going to give up a lead. And mm-hmm. I think he did give up one against Detroit in that crazy finish against yes. the Tigers yep. a couple weeks ago. The only way they will go high was because he gave it up. So he's done it once. He's had three or four opportunities, which, like, take him out of the game. Quit giving him opportunities. Like, how many times do we have to put somebody in a situation and he continues to not pitch well? He gets through it, and they win the game, and he gets the save. But if it takes you fucking more than 20 pitches to get a save, <laughs> figure it out. And it takes this guy 30, 35. Duran almost had a six-out uh, save the other night, about 25 pitches. Uh, how long at that? It took him like 30, no over 30. That's a six-out save. Mm-hmm. Pagan needed 30, 35 pitches a couple of times. It's like, this This should not, a save should, you know, 12, 13 pitches, let's go, let's be done. It shouldn't. You shouldn't have to labor through six or seven batters to get a fucking save. So, quit. I don't know why they put him out there. You put him out there, give him a shot, and he has not performed. I don't think. So, quit doing that. And then it's gonna. If you continue to put him out there, sooner or later you're gonna lose games. So, quit doing that. We've seen this guy have success in years past, but it's it's not the case so far this year. Where where are you at the level of concern for Caleb Thielbar? No, oh, he's he's fine. He had two bad outings. Since then, he's been fine. Okay. So, yeah, he's their main lefty reliever. Hey, he had two really bad outings early on, but since then he's been good. So, uh, thirty five years old. Concern, uh, he'll be fine. Okay, just wanna, just wanna make sure because you I mean you're looking at it and they're, they're too glaring. If you're looking at the the ERA for oh, these yeah. guys, there are two glaring one. I guess a, a, a couple of uh, well, the one that that's the biggest one to me is is Caleb Thielbar at nine. Though I think it was it was well above that earlier. And then Dylan Bundy now is his ERA skyrocketed to 5.76 but overall if you're looking you're looking down these this line this uh, rotation here and you're seeing ERAs below 2 a lot below some below 3 a few below 4 like this is this is so much different than last year and you just hope that the for the majority of these guys that they can keep it up no well, you know you'll expect it to come back to the pack a little bit but yeah, I mean, rotation has exceeded expectations tremendously. You know, Joe Ryan's been great. Mm-hmm. Uh, Chris Archer's been good. He goes usually about four innings is all, but it's a good four innings. Josh Winder, Josh Winder, he'll be a future pitcher of the week. Thought he was going to be this week, but probably next week. He's been great. I think he has 15 strikeouts in his first two starts, which are the most, I think, ever by a Twins pitcher in his first two starts. So he's been excellent. Uh, Bailey Ober has been hurt. He was good before he got hurt. 
Uh, Dylan Bundy had two excellent starts and two terrible starts, so that's evened out quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, we had Chris Paddock, who got hurt, right elbow, so we'll see if that's serious, but he's done all right a lot better than he did with San Diego the past couple of years. Mm-hmm. But it seems like whoever they put out there is good, gives them a chance to win. So, yeah, the, the rotation, bullpen through like 14 innings of scoreless relief against Oakland. So, yeah, the, the, the pitching has been a pleasant surprise, and we're just still waiting for that offense to get going. They showed flashes against Baltimore and Tampa, but didn't really do anything. And then Buxton, of course, gets hurt again. Mm-hmm. Um, it just seems like it's just going to happen. Like it'll be Something will happen where it will be a serious injury. This time he, he, hit, the, he hit first base too hard. <laughs> The, the first time in Boston last week, he slid in the second. Feet first, just fucked up his ankle or knee or whatever. It's only in baseball that these injuries happen. I, I like honest. It just it, it's amazing to me. I feel bad that Correa is going to miss this series with Houston coming up here. And I think you know if if the Twins were at full strength, if they had Bucks in the lineup, if they had Correa in the lineup, I think they take probably two of three from Houston. But I think there's a, a definite concern Houston could maybe sweep them this week. Buxton should be back Tuesday. Well, that's good. And they've been fortunate with these little injuries that haven't kept him out too too much. But just the dumbest shit mm-hmm. when it happens to him. And, and, and Sano was out with a knee, and he'll be out for a while, which is good because he sucks. Yeah, I was just going to say, that's not a, that's not a loss. No. That's a net positive. So the, the big thing with the Twins now is all the guys on the IL, the DL, all the guys that are hurt. Yep. And you, and you look at the list. So no sucks. That's a positive that he's out. Uh, Buxton missed two games. Correa did not break his finger. He'll be back sure by the end of the week. Does not have to go on the IL. Mm-hmm. Those two things are good things. Chris Paddock hurt his elbow. We'll see how serious that is. Yep. Uh, Kenta Maeda's out all year. He was out last year. Mm-hmm. Kyle Garlic has had a nice start, but Kyle Garlic is a backup fourth, fifth outfielder. So a lot of these injuries don't matter because when- Sonoma sucks. Kyle Garlick's a backup outfielder. A rise will be back. It was a COVID thing. I missed three days. Yep. I was going to ask, when is Bundy he sucks. Back? When is the rise coming um, back? It should be, I assume, back Tuesday. Okay. So it should be back Tuesday. So they missed a series against a bad team in Oakland. So they have a – it looks like a lot, but then when you factor in, oh, yeah, a lot of these guys, it's only like a two- or three-day thing. And some of the more serious ones are players that are not good or bench guys. So yeah. or lost in, like in my case, an injury before the season. Yeah, they haven't lost, and there has been a major injury to the pitching staff. Uh, Royce Lewis is up. See how long he stays up. What do you? What Jose did you make Mar- of his? Jose Miranda is up. Yep. He hit a home run the other day. So what did you make of Royce Lewis's debut? Yeah, he's been good. He's the young guy. He got a hit in all three games. Got a single in the ninth inning, his first one. He got a double. So he's been uh, he's been good at shortstop and for Correa. So yeah, if it wasn't for COVID and he had a knee injury, probably would have been up a year year earlier. But he's still 22 years old. So yeah, he could be okay. You know, we'll see. He becomes a star, but I think he'll be okay. All right, very good. Uh, let's see, anything else? Uh, I talked about Royce Lewis. Uh, yeah, hopefully the Twins can continue to do well here. Do we have a hitter and pitcher of the week? Last week's hitter, or last week's pitcher, Pablo Lopez? Yes, it was, Pablo Lopez. Last week's pitcher, Pablo Lopez, on Saturday, pitched against the Padres, Pitched eight innings, gave up five hits. No runs. His ERA is one. That's pretty impressive. For Pablo, 23 innings, his ERA is one. He's given up no runs in four of his six starts. So Pablo Lopez, last week's pitcher. This week's pitcher was going to be Josh Winder from the Twins. But instead, it'll be Nestor Cortez of the Yankees who threw seven and a third innings today of a no-hitter before giving up a hit, and he's been the Yankees' best pitcher over the last year, and nobody's ever heard of him. 
and um, he was good for the Yankees second half of last year, and his ERA is probably one and a half now, was 1.8 going into today's game, and then he had seven innings of no runs there, so Nestor Cortez is my pitcher, 27 years old, lefty for the Yankees. Very good. My hitter is with the Blue Jays. His name is Santiago Espinol. He's also 27 years old from the Dominican Republic. Uh, he's a, he had a good year last year, having a better year this year, hitting 270 almost, has uh, 10 doubles already, a couple home runs. His OPS plus is 135, which is very good. So, uh, Espinol, a couple of uh, guys from the American League East. Very good. So, we'll look forward to week four. So, so far, we've had a guy from the Mets and the Yankees. We've had, uh, so the New York teams have been covered. Uh, the, the Cubs. The... Oh, they're coming. Is it coming? Yes, we're good. Okay. Uh, the Cubs, the the Twins, the Blue Jays, oh. and the Marlins all represented. So we'll see what happens. And there's a guy. There's a guy that got called up from the Cardinals, uh, who's killing it. All right. So we'll look forward to that. Heading week four. Anything else baseball related we need to get to? How's your fantasy team doing so far? Oh, we're doing good. We had a good week. Good. Good week there. Oh, hello, Gary. Hello. Hello. Had a, oh yes, had a good week. Um, two of my leagues. I got the two leagues, or the three leagues, I guess. The one league. I was the uh, the top points guy, so that's good. You wanna you wanna win, but if you can have the most points in your league, you know, week that's good, obviously. Mm-hmm. Uh, in Trent Kirk's league, I feel good about that one. I think we're three and one there. We're three and one in the other league. Uh, I think we're five, one, and two in the other one, so it's been I've been happy with with it. Um, the one league, my offense is horrid. My pitching is an A plus. My offense is a is a B minus. It's hard to find offense, so I have a lot of pitching, more pitching than I know what to do with hitters. I need hitters, but I'm gonna get some wins. You play two guys a week, so. I've been happy with the uh, with the fantasy baseball. Very good, very good. Uh, let's see. The do you, do you have any thoughts on the NHL playoffs? Any thoughts? I like I like the way the, the TNT TBS. I like the way the broadcast looks. It's a very clean look. Mm-hmm. Production looks. You know, I, I like it. For me, half of it is do I like the way this looks? And I do. So maybe I'll look at stare at this for thirty seconds before changing it. So yeah, I mean, it seems like the Wild and the Blues are going seven. Probably yeah. doesn't end well. <laughs> uh, you know, Pittsburgh so well. <laughs> it felt, you know, it felt like you know if they could have won Game Four, that would yeah. that would have been nice, obviously. But yeah. no, a lot of these series, you know, Tampa Bay, Toronto, going back and forth. Uh, Colorado looks good, so. Tampa Bay has now won 14 straight games, I believe, following a loss. I think it's the longest. I mean, you, you don't. You, you win Stanley Cups doing that. Yes, so. you do. Yes, you do. Uh, there was something like, oh, this this triple overtime game between Pittsburgh and the Rangers uh, to open up the series. So it was last Tuesday night. Yes. Fantastic game. They they called this goalie and he uh, the starting Pittsburgh starting goalie got injured and they have to get this Luis Domingue in and he eats spicy pork and rice or something in between the second overtime right. and the third overtime. It's rather the fuck would you do that for? I don't know. He was hungry. He didn't know he'd have to play, so uh, he got he got the call. But it was interesting watching this game. Because every once in a while, like I always like to see the shots on goal, like that's that's nice. And ESPN for some reason had just the shots on there, so it looked. But yet they didn't tell you that they just had. They had 143 to like 97 at one point. Like there, like the Penguins had 143 shots. It's like uh or a hundred. At 100, yeah, it's something. Is that like, right? No, it wasn't because they finished with 83 shots. So really, the the what Rangers was... goalie had 79 saves. So it's 83 shots on goal, not shots. I feel missed. like if some goalie had 120 saves, that'd be a record. Yes, 
so I, I think in that regard, if you're going to put shots on the on the screen, because I like seeing that. Make sure it's right. But make sure, yeah, make sure it's shots on goal and not uh, not just shots and say 143, because that confuses people. Then when you say, "Oh, this guy has 75 saves," well, that's not good. Either. That shows he's given up 70 goals. Then if you have 145, got got to change that up. But I really like. Like in in other years, when it was on NBC, there would there would be games on the NHL Network. There would be you know a random game on CNBC or like USA, and the, it, it would just be really staggered. This one is very clean. It's six o'clock and eight thirty, even though the puck drop isn't for fifteen or twenty minutes after. But you know, like hey, th- these are the times we have four games on here. They stagger them out during the weekend, which is fine. You put one in like early afternoon, it's fine. But I like the way that the broadcast is set up. TNT has two games on TBS, two on TNT. ESPN has had two on ESPN, two on ESPN2. It's very good the way they're doing things and staggering them out a half hour each. It's the way NBA used to do it in the 90s, and they quit doing that. So you got no more than three games in a day, and you put one on NBA TV, which nobody cares about. So I very much enjoy, yeah. Four games a night for this first round. It's a lot better than what the NBA does. So, and and baseball, we've got Apple. I think we talked about on Apple TV. They've got these Friday night games. Yeah, and I the the announcing has just gotten poor, poor, horrid reviews from what yeah, I've it's seen. Not, it's, it's not been good. Like I, again, it looks very good. It looks very clean. I think their cameras are like even better than normal. So Apple, it looks very good. The announcers, you know, now they can they can work on that bit. Um, that's been something else. And then uh, Peacock had their first morning game at 10.30 with Boston and, and Chicago yesterday. And I guess just for the first week it was on NBC. And that, was, that was jarring to see a baseball game on NBC, yeah. big NBC, at 10.30 yesterday morning. Like, oh, that's something different. And I wish that would uh, happen all the time. But these these different baseball packages I find interesting between Apple and Peacock and these other services picking up baseball games. Well, it's it's what's weird about it is they're just random games. It feels like you know, like with the with the NBA, you know that TNT's got like, every Thursday night, and then like a few other specials mm-hmm. like Martin Luther King Jr. Day. They'll have uh, Monday basketball. You know, a few other or like in the first half of the season they had TNT games on Tuesday, and then they switch it back to their normal Thursday. You know, ESPN has games on Wednesday night. And and Friday nights with ABC picking up a weekend game here or there, and then down the stretch, you know, ESPN will have a few more games on like Sundays and whatnot. ABC picks up Saturday nights, but you know that's there. You know, like with the NHL, it's on TNT or ESPN. You know, there's some Hulu Plus, you know, streaming and whatnot. What I whatever. Uh, NFL, you know, it's CBS, Fox, NBC, and ABC, and now Amazon Prime's getting it. But you know, the days that are there. With and they have a regular schedule. It just feels like with Major League Baseball, they're just kind of haphazardly putting together these streaming deals or broadcasting deals, and there's no real set schedule. I, I know there's a set schedule, but it's just like random. It almost feels like. Yeah, every Friday night, Apple will have a game or two, and then every Saturday morning, Peacock will have a game. And it's ex- exclusive to them, and you can't find it anywhere else. So that's and like TBS now does Tuesday nights. Before they always used to do Sunday, or yeah. it's just they're they're just random. Like you know, Fox is going to pick up games on Saturday afternoons. FS One's going to have games Saturday afternoon. Um, I, I don't know. They, they, just a lot of randomness to me regarding baseball, or maybe it's just that it's new and we don't. We haven't gotten in the routine yet of seeing these games Mm -hmm. on these various platforms. It's been very odd. It seems like a lot of them were late, like the the Peacock thing was like two weeks into the season. Oh, yeah, by the way, we're going to have a Saturday morning game at 1030. So that's obviously always going to be an East Coast game, I would assume. Can you imagine them playing that out west like Seattle hey, and, gonna start a fuck game at 7.30 in the morning or I gonna a Twins game isn't gonna start at 10.30 so right whatever you know live sports to get more people to sign up for these streaming services so um something different 
So we'll see what, what works and what doesn't. Let's see. Uh, Braves Padres is the also oh, the. I mean, the Padres are going to be featured. It's, they're just playing in Atlanta. So if you want to watch Padres Braves this Sunday on Peacock, no, it's uh, uh, it's going to be. I know it's on, is it on? I know it's on Friday. It's also on Friday on Apple TV. Is that also a Peacock game too? Uh, yes, yeah. So okay, Apple. So they can, they're going to be on both of them. Yes. Yep. And then uh, yeah. But if you want to watch that game uh, in San Diego, if you're a Padres fan out in California, that game's going to yep. start at 8.35 a.m. local time for you. That's uh, like football in London. Apparently. Yes, there you go. There yep. you go. Uh, anything else uh, NHL playoff related or anything else we need to get to here? No, I just... Phil Mickelson apparently lost $40 million in betting, which is bad for him. Maybe that's why he wants to go golf in the Saudi league, because he might be able to earn a little bit more money. Yeah, he's probably going to be playing golf for a long time. Did you see what happened to Sergio this week? He he, said something, he's a dumb shit, so whatever. He's going to, it basically, he gets, like, they started the clock too soon, he tried to find a ball across the lake, and you know they they penalized him for the time that it took it, it so the official didn't do their part and you know what they they made it an acknowledgement after the afterwards but Sergio was said in in effect he can't wait to get off this tour my you know he's done with these guys so it seems they're like they're so goddamn slow at everything it's like get the hell out of here well he it's he's essentially tipped his hand that he's going to leave the tour presumably for the Saudi league Without like a formal announcement of it, but it's essentially he tipped his hand. I think he'll play the European. I don't know if that's a Saudi thing. I don't think the Saudi thing's going to get off the ground. I don't either. Who's, yeah. who's going to win? I think, uh, I think it's maybe a reference in the European tour more than anything. Oh, maybe. Okay. All right. Well, then that's... I would think. So there's that. And apparently, uh, PJ Championships in two weeks or something? Uh, yeah, I think so. Yeah. Maybe. Like, uh, Phil Mickelson won that last year, I guess. Yes, so will he actually play in this one because he's been marred in controversies here for a while. And apparently Joe Buck is going to do some sort of a Manning cast type thing with the golf. Why? Ugh. Cause, 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 because this Manning thing was so popular, now everybody has to copy it. Yep. And every time they do, it's not as good as the original because... It's not so much about the the format as it is the people involved in it. Joe Buck sucked at golf though when the U.S. Open was on Fox for like three years. <laughs> who's who's the one guy like the caddy guy on ESPN that does? Oh stuff? yeah. Um, oh my. Apparently he's going to be involved with Joe Buck, and there. What this involves, I don't know, but very similar to what Peyton and Eli Manning do. So I don't know. And with this uh, the week two thing, I don't know what. Um, I don't know what their schedule is going to be for uh, for Monday Night Football this year. I'm assuming they're going to do like half the games like last year. Oh, the Mannings, you mean? Yeah, and yeah. with that Vikings game, like I want to watch a Vikings game with them doing it. I don't want to watch the play-by-play. No, there's no play-by-play out there that intrigues me. I want to wonder. I wonder who the is it going to be Steve Levy and somebody, Lewis Riddick, for that for one of the games? Or maybe do they get Chris Fowler and Kirk Herbstreit? I mean, Herbie's going to be busy because he's on Christ. Amazon yes. Prime. Uh, Michael Collins is uh, the, the yeah. guy for ESPN. Yeah. He's America's caddy. Hello, Doc. Hello, Doc. So, yeah, they got him. So, another idea. Uh, so, we'll see what what happens. But why, like... I would rather listen if you're gonna do like a, a mega cat or like a Manning cast for golf. Why don't you put someone who loves the sport and knows what he's talking about? I don't know, like a Scott Van Pelt, one guy. That Him, uh, a David Faraday, somebody who's entertaining. Yeah, but they like, want to listen to. They can talk to guests. But like Scott um, Van Pelt is great at golf. He knows it. He, he I mean, he for years was. He, he, he does stuff at the Masters yearly. He used to, before he got his own sports center, he would go and go to, like, the U.S. Open and the PGA uh-huh. Championship and would he would uh, host sports centers coverage from these tournaments, even in the in the Open Championship in, you know, in Britain. Uh-huh. 
why wouldn't you put him on rather than Joe Buck, who never called golf prior to Fox getting the U.S. Open for an abysmal three years? So we'll see what happens here. Um, so that's an idea. So Yeah, I, I, I would just think... I mean, you, you got to get your own... Uh, one more thing, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Joe, Joe Buck reminded me of this. You know, he's getting paid a million a game. And Troy Aikman getting paid essentially a million dollars a game. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we're getting Tony Romo and Jim Nance, which they make a lot of money. And, you know, the Skip Baylesses and yeah. Colin Cowards and Stephen A. Smith make ma- many millions of dollars. Yes, and, and Mike Greenberg, please throw him in that. Sure, and I, and I don't like any of them, and I feel like you can get rid of any of those guys, save yourself 10 or 15 million. It wouldn't affect your ratings one bit. Um, you look at the ratings of these shows; they're not great. They don't. It's not over a million. They're on the mornings. Has first take suffered since Skip Bayless hasn't been on there in five years or whatever? No. No, they keep. In fact, the ESPN's morning shows keep keep rising in viewers. If you take Stephen A. Smith off, are they gonna? No, don't people watch this dumb shit? Um. But one guy, like, I would give J.J. Redick, I would give all, all of them all of their money uh, because he's been on a couple times and he's been really good. Well, at, he had some stuff. He had some great takes last week. Uh, and I mean, that's what we're looking for. You know, so many players, and like ESPN's pregame show is just so nothing. They've had Jalen Rose, and they got they've had Magic Johnson and Michael Wilbon and Bill Simmons and. Just a, you know, Paul Pierce and just this rotation of guys. TNT is great. It's it's the gold standard for studio shows, and no one will ever top it. Like TNT, like TNT can no. get away with anything now, pretty much. I mean, Charles Barkley said the other day, "Give me five minutes on a court with a fan heckler, and you know, I'll beat yes. him to a pulp." And like everyone's like, "Ha ha, that's Charles being Charles," and like that's what you come to expect from TNT's pregame show. Because you feel like. What what he says and what the other guys say is like what they actually say. Oh, this is what they actually feel. They're only going to hold back. And mm-hmm. Charles Barkley says some guy sucks. He's going to say, "Yeah, this guy sucks." Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So JJ Reddick's been very good, and somebody like him, yeah, I would I would use him more. Um, he was good on first take. I saw a clip of him, and I'm like, yes, more more people that say things like this. He's fresh off the court, or a year or two retired. Mm-hmm. Say some things that matter. Say some things that make me say, "Oh wow, you're you're an ex player." That's something that I can't get as a. It just seems like a lot of analysts don't say anything, and uh, when somebody does, like it's a, a huge surprise. And so JJ Redick uh, comes up for him. It's rare that we like someone from Duke and give him that much admiration. Like he and yeah. Jay Billis are the are the cream of the crop when it comes to the Dukies that we like. Jay Billis yeah. is great. So, yeah, people hated him, and then now I think more and more people like him the more stuff he does uh, on ESPN or wherever he does stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, people will, will like him. So Yep, I, I agree. I think he's he's really good. Um, oh. Yeah, I mean, Perkins is, is, is kind of interesting, too. Um, yeah, Kendrick Perkins, people like him. So. Yep. Yeah, yeah they've, they've got some guys that are, you know, that are good at that. Because I don't think there's that many of them out there. Right. Right. Uh, anything else before we say so long for the week? Should be anything. going to be warm, going to be humid. Don't like it. we got the air conditioner on. So that's, uh, that's where we're at. Well, staying that AC on Thursday at 7 p.m. And, and watch that NFL schedule, and we'll compare notes. How's that sound? <laughs> Thursday, I assume the Twins have a, they may have a night game. Thursday, they may have a day game. I don't know. NFL schedule, obviously, I don't give a goddamn. I know, you don't. I, I mean, I used to. Back in the day, it was exciting. Back when you really didn't know who they were going to play. Mm-hmm. But then, you know, the, with the schedule the way it is, like, I know who they're playing. I don't care if it's in December or September. I would much rather um, play Green Bay, though, in September or October than I would December. I know we're going to play the Bears Monday night, like November 30th. In I'll Chicago. Night, so. in, in Chicago, because that... In Chicago, and it'll be uh, 12 to 7. <laughs> so, it'll I be an exciting see. game. I'll be like... Because I, I went to bed... 
I went to bed during the Cowboys game last year. I said, this game fucking sucks. <laughs> it did. I'm going to bed. I'm, I'm tired. And obviously there was a crazy finish. And like another game, I'm like, this game sucks. I'm going to sleep. So there get a couple. And, and the last two games I didn't even watch. So I, I feel better about the team. You know, new coach, new stuff, some exciting stuff. Can we, you know, can we make the playoffs this year? So defense, a lot of new pieces on the defense. So as of the, the beginning of May, I am more excited. And that's just, well, I, just, I they win or lose, whatever. I just want to be excited. Mm-hmm. So I'm more excited. So. Yep. Uh, I will. Yeah. Uh, like I said, I'll have the, the, the full schedule. I'll have my mock schedule out. Oh, yes. Um, even though I can kind of cheat with a couple of these games. Uh, so we'll we'll see how it how it all goes. But it, I always like it because I like to see how many games uh, they play at noon, how many how many primetime games they get that Kirk Cousins can choke. It's not his fault. It's not his fault. But, um, no. yeah, we will we'll see it. It's going to be a lot of fun on Thursday night for me, at least. Uh, and we'll, I'm sure we'll we'll discuss it next week. Uh, yeah, no, because you're you're dying. We should. We, we had that idea of doing like the uh, the draft of the games we never did. So we can probably do that this summer. Yeah. Yep. So you're like, what games? You know, you pick ten games or whatever. I'll, no, I'll pick all of them, but pick like ten games. Mm-hmm. Yep. What so, what what network would you be dying to get these to get these games for? And that, that's yeah, another so. thing. Like, I'm curious how this year Thursday night football. You know, for you know, like for years, oh, they put you know the bad teams on It'll weeks be two It'll through be four. They're going to throw. I I I really thought that Buffalo was going to be on Thanksgiving this year, and I don't think that's going to be the case now because I saw something that Roger Goodell said they want to get all 14 playoff teams on Amazon Prime this year. So yes. that yes. that tells me that it's going to be Miami at Detroit, which. Doesn't excite me one bit. I wanted to see Josh Allen. Like you want, you want eyeballs, but you know what? Maybe, maybe get Miami on there. That that's fine, I guess. But uh, and the good thing is, like I don't didn't watch many of these Thursday night games to begin with. But the good thing is now I can't. So that'll be exciting. Yes, and I I'm not going to watch any of them either. I will say though, for for my predictions for Thanksgiving, we'll we'll just do it now. I was going to do Buffalo at Detroit. I'm switching it to Miami at Detroit on CBS. I'm going to go Philly at Dallas on Fox and then for a Thursday night game uh, let's go with let's go with the 49ers at the uh, at the Rams good enough I'm probably there's going to be a Black Friday game next year there could be there could be that that no no thank you for that Thanksgiving Christmas Saturdays Monday is just going to be Four or four days a week now. We're pretty soon football. we're going to have football on Easter. And technically, it probably is with the USFL, which fucked the USFL. But, uh, yeah, sure. I haven't watched one second of that. Well, no, I, I can't. I watched one minute just to see how empty the stadium was. But either way. Yeah, they're like, yeah, it's, it's a waste of time. Sure is. All right, my friend. You have a great rest of your week, and we will talk to you next week. All right, I'll see you later. Travis Crittens joining me here, Sports Block Podcast. Always appreciate his time, as always. A lot of stuff going on here apparently there was a tornado warning somewhere i don't know where but we're we're out of that now look it's sunny there's no tornado in stearns county thank you very much uh that's gonna do it though for this week's edition you know what let's just uh let's talk a little bit more about the nhl uh playoffs right now most of these series are are 2-1 or 2-2 uh, Colorado in the West. Colorado's got control of their series with Nashville three nothing. Game two was a little dicey. They won that in overtime two one. But Colorado's just so much better than Nashville. But we're seeing a couple of upsets. Uh, the the Oilers and the Kings are tied two two right now. The Oilers dominated the Kings, outscoring them fourteen to two in games two and three. Kings came back and won game four four to nothing. So that's interesting. The, the star of the Cal- Calgary Flames can't score at all. Dallas Stars are up in that one, 2-1. to one. They're about to take out the top seed in the Pacific Division. We'll see if that holds true. Minnesota and St. Louis, 2-2. Two, two. Uh, the Minnesota Wild regained home ice after a Game 3 win. Then St. Louis won Game 4. So Wild fans everywhere should be nervous that this team chokes well, I don't want to say it's a choke, but th- that they're going to lose. So prove us wrong, Wild fans. Please prove us wrong. 
Uh, so those are the, the matchups going on in the West. In the East, the Bruins and the Hurricanes have all have won all four games on home ice. Ca- uh, Carolina had 2-0 lead. Boston came back and won their games in Boston. So that series is tied 2-2. Toronto and Tampa have flip-flopped uh, games. Toronto won games one and three. Tampa won games two and four. As mentioned with Travis, they just keep winning. I think what 14 straight games now that they have won following a loss. So that is incredible on uh, on their part. And then you have the Capitals with a surprising 2-1 series lead as of now. Game four Monday night. So by the time you listen to it, this uh, series will of course be changed. But uh, Washington's dominance over uh, over Florida is surprising. Florida w- won the President's Trophy. They won the President's Cup for most points in the NHL this season. Their struggles are somewhat surprising, but maybe this team just kind of chokes in the playoffs. Last year it was to the Tampa Bay Lightning. This year it's to the Capitals as of now. And Penguins-Rangers, that's a bit of an exciting series. The Penguins lead that series. We'll see if the Rangers can rebound here soon. Uh, you have, as mentioned, the, the Hurricanes with that uh, series lead. and the like. So a lot going on in the NHL. It's been very interesting. The broadcasts have been good. I've been very impressed with ESPN and TNT so far. I know some people aren't with ESPN. That's fine. I'm nostalgic when it comes to hockey on ESPN and theme music and everything. So I think everyone's doing a good job. I would like these games to go a little faster. I'd like the puck drop for Wild Blues not to be at 8.50. But that it is what it is, uh, and like I said, so far the NHL playoffs have been very good. NBA playoffs roll on as well, and that's going to do it for this week's edition of the Sports Block Podcast. Far shorter than our previous weeks, but next week we're going to react to the NFL schedule. I'm going to be excited about it. Uh, Travis will just uh, be along for the ride, I think. Uh, we'll talk baseball, we'll talk NBA playoffs, we'll talk NHL playoffs, and we'll we'll see what happens. Uh, throughout the rest of the world of sports. Of course, there's other big news throughout the world right now. Of course, the world, uh, the war going on in Ukraine, last week's leak with the Supreme Court. So, uh, you know, staying away from that. But there's a lot of stuff, a lot of polarizing issues in our country right now. So if we could provide a little uh, distraction and talk sports, that's what's most important. Or that's uh, then, then we're doing our job. And hopefully we, you find us entertaining and whatnot. So that's going to do it for this week's edition of the Sports Block Podcast. You can find us on iTunes.com or on iTunes. Find us on podcast.com. Follow Travis on Twitter at Travis Krenz. Myself on Twitter at Andy Stack and Facebook Nathan Stack and a link to the podcast. Posted middle to later part of each week. Uh, yeah, in, Enjoy the NFL schedule release. Enjoy the NBA playoffs, the NHL playoffs, and we'll be back to uh, next week to react to it all as uh, we will be like inside a month of Travis's wedding. So we'll get some thoughts on that as well. See where he's at there. And we'll talk baseball and everything else going on. So for all of us here at the Sports Block Podcast, for for Travis, I'm Nathan. Thanks so much for listening. Uh, Have a good week. Stay cool on Wednesday and Thursday this week. Stay safe with all the storms. And we'll be back next week here on another edition of the Sports Block Podcast. Have a great week, everyone.